This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at thebbqguru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at cookshack.com or call them at 800-423-0698. And by Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA, introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at sucklebusters.com, like them on their Facebook fan page, Sucklebusters, or visit thetexasbbqforum.com. Check them out and see why Sucklebusters means busting with flavor. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, the official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700. And by Butcher Barbecue, makers of injections, sauces, and rubs. Find them online at butcherbbq.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, a leader in the pellet grill market. You can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com. And by CookinPellets.com, a maker of high-quality pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit them at CookinPellets.com, or you can find them at Amazon.com as well. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. This is the Barbecue Central Show archives. The Barbecue Central Show airs live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. gang welcome to the really big barbecue central show uh, this is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling broadcasting live and direct from the rock and roll hall of fame city of cleveland ohio it is the barbecue capital of north coast i'm your program host greg Renfrey. happy to have you aboard here on your tuesday evening you want to jump in on the show tonight more than happy to have you a phone call is all it takes, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what we have on tap for you this evening. Coming up at 914 and then extending into 935, his normal second Tuesday of the month spot. The first hour, Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. Looking forward to Meathead. Lots to get to. 
with the meathead, not the least of which will probably be overtaking the majority of our conversation. Maybe he doesn't know that it will be. Because you know Meathead, he's always wanting to talk about something that has to do with barbecue or grilling or something along those lines. But I'm a business guy, I'm a businessman, and when business dealings go down, especially big business dealings in the industry, I want to get bare bones, I want to get graphic detail, and so forth. So we'll be talking heavily about the news that I dropped last week, which was uh, him selling. Am, uh, am, uh, meathead selling Amazon.com? Not Amazon. Him selling AmazingRibs.com. So uh, we'll see what we can pull out of Meathead in a informational sense. But perhaps more importantly, how the website may or may not change with the sell. Of course, you know that's going to be a huge deal and people are going to be wondering if there's going to be any big changes whether it's aesthetic or not aesthetic or what have you so uh, we'll be talking with meathead at 9 14 and 9 35 looking forward to that on the barbecue front we'll be talking pastrami and corned beef and stuff like this that uh, we've, uh, I think, touched on a while ago. But given the time frame and the fact that it's going to get into St. Patty's Day sooner or later, all this good stuff, I can tell you, you're going to want to be on top of the meat game. And Meathead is always on top of his meat game. So Meathead coming up, AmazingRibs.com, his website. And then we'll move to the second hour. We'll get into a little competition barbecue. Jim Berg from Killer Bees Barbecue will be joining me talking about his big win at the Brasstown Valley, Georgia competition this past weekend. A lot of big-name teams there. And Jim rose above and walked away with the GC, so uh, he's having a uh, very good start to the 2015 season. Also collected 2014 uh, Georgia Team of the Year honors. So we'll talk to him about that as well. And then closing out the show, week four of Barbecue Swap Meat. That's right. So that's what you have on tap. Love to hear from you as well in email or call fashion should you see fit. The number again, 216-220-0966. The email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com are your bits of contact information. All right, uh, right now, as you are watching the show, do me a solid, won't you? Uh, make some type of a social media holler-out post and so forth. Get on the tweeter and uh, get it going. That you're watching the show right now, you can send your folks to a couple different places. If you know they are audio fans, they have no interest in seeing my face, of course, I can't blame you. You want to send them to the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Pick a player in the top right, and you're off and running on the live audio stream. You can also send them to the longtime video syndication partner of the show, outdoorcookingchannel.com. Or if you know for a fact that they have some kind of an IP television stum, uh, device such as a Roku, tell them to go to the App Store. Search Outdoor Cooking Channel in your respective App Store. 
if you have it, download it. You have the ability to stream live stuff right there from Outdoor Cooking Channel, as well as a host of archives. So uh, don't worry about that, but you can get the live stream right there on OutdoorCookingChannel.com through a number of IP television protocols. And don't forget, you can subscribe to iTunes, the way that 95% of the people consume this show on a weekly basis. For audio replays, of course, you have the Barbecue Central Show YouTube page, which can be found at slash barbecue for you, the number four, the letter U. Outdoor Cooking Channel has the replays as well on the video side. Of course, the clearinghouse for all types of replays, podcasts, and so forth at the Barbecue Central main website. So there's really never any reason that you should ever miss anything on the show. If you miss it one night and you hear your friends talking about it at the water cooler the next day, oh, you missed the live, fear not. Although you are left out of really what is the majesty of the live show when you get it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whenever you consume it. And it's good. I mean, I appreciate that. But it's really best to consume this show live. That's why I ask you every so often, if you've only heard the show as a podcast, carve out a Tuesday night. Come join us live one night and see what type of hijinks and tomfoolery ensues between the hours of 9 and 11. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, ultimately, you hear what happens on the podcast, but hearing it live is quite a different thing altogether. TheBBQCentralShow.com, that's the main website. All right, I want to give a special thanks mention to newest sponsor of the show, Dan Arnold from Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters.com. Dan sent me a huge amount of products to test out. I'm going to go ahead and show them off here one at a time. All right, so we have the Sucklebusters Bustin' with Flavor Honey Barbecue Sauce. Sucklebusters.com. Haven't tried anything yet. Just got it recently. And then we have the uh, Bustin' with Flavor Clucker Dust Barbecue Rub. You can see this is probably going to be more uh, poultry-related, chicken-related. Then... I've had this before, and the grind on this looks spectacular already. Uh, hog Waller, so that's going to be for your uh, pork rib or your pork and your rib rub. And then you have this, a competition barbecue rub, award-winning competition barbecue rub. That's what it's called. This is definitely more of a like a, a powdery consistency where if you look at the Hog Waller, you can see that uh, the granulation. Is that going to? Focus? Focus, Lamar, focus! Yeah, so you see the granule there. Then you can you, know, you kind of see how tightly packed the uh, championship barbecue rub is there, just to give you an idea on the grind. Then you have the uh, salt, pepper, and garlic. Again, this is the SPG barbecue rub, so you know this is going to go on steak and brisket and beef stuff. You have a wild fang, wild game rub. Getting affected by the green screen. And last but not least, the Bow Habanero Barbecue Rub. Is that focus or no? Damn. Such a pain in the ass. So thanks to Dan for sending me all these rubs. And not only did I get one bottle, I got like six bottles of the sauce. So uh, maybe we'll be uh, giving those uh, some of the... Uh-oh, now my face has changed. Hold on a sec. Got to recolor up. Got to know the tricks of the trade, pal. You got to know the tricks. You can't be walking around with a blue face. Get the 
step out of here. So thanks to uh, Dan Arnold again for hooking me up really in the most extreme right way with multiple cans of rubs, multiple bottles of sauce. Uh, we might be able to actually use some of those sauces if you're interested in trying. The honey barbecue sauce, we can probably work out some type of a giveaway where I can ship you a bottle or so to uh, test out as well, and you can review it. We'll see how the show unfolds. Maybe it'll be a, a free barbecue swap meet encouragement. So uh, looking forward to it. All right, coming up out of the break, Meathead Goldwyn. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. Again, pastrami. We're going to be talking about website sales. We're going to be talking about all the good stuff. But first, let me talk to you about Big Papa Smokers. That's right, the one-stop shop for anyone interested in a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs. Their rubs have won almost every major competition barbecue event, including the 2012 and 13 World Series of Barbecue in Kansas City, 2012 and 14 Jack Daniels Invitational, 2013 Kingsford Challenge, and the 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo. Many more to come. Houston Livestock and Rodeo getting ready to get underway in the 2015 fashion, so we'll look to see how it does there this year. Big Papa Smokers also banded together with fellow California-based barbecue rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Fine conventional wisdom, these two California-based barbecue rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've even created two of their own unique competitions, King of the Smoker, which is a best-of-the-best best in barbecue, bringing them head-to-head in a back-to-basics competition. King of the Smoker unique in the fact that contestants may not use any electric devices such as pellet cookers or pit miners. Contestants are just allowed to use charcoal wood in their wits when one of the most high-stakes barbecue competitions around. Of course, the other one getting ready to go here shortly is the Guinea Pig Contest, which is a cost-controlled competition that helps bring in newcomers to the competitive barbecue world. It also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, which helps provide incentive to give new competitors into the barbecue world. On top of all of that, Big Papa has created a unique band and, uh, brand ambassador program, the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all this within only the five years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple in a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for the folks over at Big Papa Smokers, Sterling Ball and the gang. Appreciate the support of this show. Check them out. Buy all the stuff that they got there, and they got everything there, as he says in the ad, a one-stop shop, bigpapasmokers.com. That's bigpapasmokers.com. All right. Meathead coming up out of the break. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network.
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, we are back. Meathead here in just a second. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit cookingpellets.com to purchase or for more information. Don't worry, they're not going to void your warranties like some of those people. Forget it. They're good pellets for crying out loud. Just relax. Buy them, you'll be happy. Also, if you don't feel comfortable at cookingpellets.com, you can check them out at a fledgling website called amazon.com. You can purchase those there as well. All right. Second Tuesday of every month brings. Hmm. I don't want to overstep the praise I'm about to give, but really on a consistent basis, the guy I like to talk to barbecue with the most. The creator of AmazingRibs.com, Meathead Goldwyn, joining me here on the show. Meathead, how are you, Great, how you doing? And you know, it's true from my side of the screen as well. There's nobody I'd rather talk barbecue with. Well, Meathead, I must say, you smell like 50s and 100s. Uh, Good for you. All right, so here we go, right? Um, I dropped the news in a very cursory sense last week on the show and and how it relates to AmazingRibs.com website, and I figure... You know, we can go ahead and stretch out on just a little bit this segment and get a little bit more insight in the development and a few aspects. So if you could, please indulge me. First questions first. Did they back up one or two Brinks trucks to the Meathead compound? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's put it this way. I'm not moving into any downtown Trump condos or anything anytime soon. Um, My business is still in my home. Um, yes, I, um, my ship has come in and it's still coming in. I have done something that is just really exciting and I'm pretty thrilled about it. Um, first of all, in case anybody's concerned, I go with the company. So does Chef Ryan. So does Max. Um, uh, we work now for a bigger company. I'll tell you all about which and how in a minute. Um, but, uh, I, have worked for myself all my life. I've never had a boss. I got a boss now. Um, but I am a wholly owned subsidiary or a independent standalone division of a company that you've never heard of Rupari food services. Um, it's a very cool system, uh, situation. Um, first of all, the website's not going to change except to get better. I'm running the show. I got higher fire. Uh, control. I got my own checkbook, my own credit card. Um, they're going to help out with stuff like bookkeeping and taxes. That stuff comes off of my plate. So I've got more time to write and photograph and spend answering questions of uh, uh, people who come to the website. Um, they There's cash available if I need it, but the website's been profitable since I launched it day one. So that's not a problem there. Um, Rupari Food Services is um, in the business of making pre-cooked heat-and-eat barbecue ribs and pulled pork and pulled chicken 
that they sell to grocery stores. They also sell to restaurants. And uh, it's you'd be surprised to know who, what some of the restaurants they sell to. Well, I tell um, you what, I was just in BJ's Wholesale Club this evening. And in the uh, heat and eat barbecue case was Tony Roma's boneless ribs made by Rapari Foods. I looked at it. Boom. Those, those boneless ribs are really interesting. I don't know how they get away with calling them boneless ribs because they're not really ribs, but they taste like ribs. They feel like ribs. Um, they're um, actually from the butt, and uh, they're really tasty. You need to try some. Um, there's room for improvement, too. Um, one of the things that they want to do is the company was recently um, bought out by a big investment firm um, because somebody woke up to the fact that only about 40% of the grocery stores carry heat and eat barbecue. That means there's a huge untapped market out there. Yeah. And with barbecue as hot as it is right now, they really want to expand into that field. And there's really only four players in the field. There's Rupari, which owns the Tony Roma brand. Um, there's uh, Jack Daniels, uh, a company called Curly's, yeah. and another one called Lloyd's. Lloyd's yeah. There's no dominant player. And they want to be the dominant. They want to be like Campbell's Soup. When you think of soup, you think of Campbell's. When you think of um, Tuesday night barbecue on the way home from work, I'm going to hit the grocery store. It's freezing cold outside. It's snowing like the, uh, uh, the Dickens in Boston. And I want to have some ribs. You swing by the grocery store. And the hope is, is that I can help them develop some new products. Um, the products they have now um, range from meh to really interesting. <laughs> And there's room for improvement. Um, and they're, they've brought in, with the new owners, they cleaned house. And they brought in a really, really sharp management team. I was blown away by these people. They come from the all kinds of levels in the food industry, from Hillshire to Kraft to Ben & Jerry's to American Pasta. They just really know the food and the grocery business. And... The facility can cook with lumber. They can cook. They, they got stick burners in there. They can, they can cook. They have the capability of making really good barbecue. They're making good barbecue now, and they know they can do better, and they want to up their game, and they've asked me and Chef Ryan um, to come down and help out. Um, and uh, this is a great new challenge, you know. I mean, I've always worked for myself, but I'm always challenging myself. I've always been looking for new things to do and this sounds really exciting i would like to put um a really high quality barbecue product in grocery stores all across the country and i have the opportunity to now and and there's the opportunity to promote the website i mean they could put on the label of the package visit our website amazingribs.com we're not going to become an advertising bulletin board, billboard, or a shill for the brand. Um, I'm sure the brand will show up, but only when we're really happy with the product. Uh, it's not there now, and it won't be there until everybody says, yup, uh, barbecue lovers are going to love this. So it, it's very cool, very cool. Meathead Goldwyn joining me here on the show. You know, Meathead, you said a number of times, you just alluded it to at the very front side of the interview here, 
that you're living a dream. You go downtown, or you go downtown, you go downstairs in sweatpants, you're at work, it's barbecue and grilling all the time for you, and you're able to generate a nice income doing so prior to the sale. But over time, you've secured a nice stable of experts and employees and contractors who have helped lend some good, valuable insight and information to uh, Amazing Rib. So it would seem to the outsider things going you know, very well for the site, and selling seems to be a little bit of a surprise. So the long way to get to this question is this. Is this something that you had ever given any thought to or been approached about in the past? Yeah. Um, I knew that the site was doing really well. Um, we get over a million visitors a month, almost a million and a half last month. Um, uh, that's huge. That puts us in the top 20 food websites. Porno sites are jealous of your traffic. Pardon? Porno sites are jealous of your traffic. (laughs) It's huge traffic. It's food porn, man. Yeah. Um, um, so I knew I had a valuable property and I don't have any kids. My wife is not the least bit interested in running the website. I'm 65 years old. I could drop dead tomorrow, and if I did, I fear the website would die. And, you know, I hate to admit it, but we're all looking for immortality, aren't we? And, you know, and for many of us, our children are our immortality. Our flesh and blood live on beyond us. Well, I get email every single day, and I know you get it too, um, from people who say, man, you have changed my life. I've learned to cook by watching your website, by going to your website. I've done your recipes. I haven't had a clunker yet. My kids all of a sudden respect me. My wife <laughs> loves me more. I get sex more than I ever got. Honest to God, I'm not exaggerating. I get these emails every single day. So I've actually done what I wanted to do when I was an idealistic teenager and 20-something in the 60s. I'm actually helping the world a little bit. Not the way I visualized that I would do it, but I'm, I'm helping people and their lives. And now this website's going to, li- I mean, there's people now who've invested in this product. So if I do drop dead tomorrow, it'll live. So this, they, they have said to me, this is our gift to the barbecue world. This is Rupari's gift to the barbecue world. Amazingribs.com will live on. Um, I'm going to be there till I drop. I'm just having too much fun. This is too much uh, uh, dream. Uh, so uh, anybody who's concerned that the website's going to go downhill or something, no, it's going to get better. And uh, I've got a good marketing partner now to help me um, promote it and market it, which will mean more cash, which will mean better, better rating, uh, b- b- more ratings and reviews of products more articles, more recipes. We're going to try to do a lot of videos now. We've never done much videos. All kinds of fun stuff coming down the pipe. All right, so as a, as a business guy, as a sales guy by trade, I'm always interested to hear yes. how the deals go down. So are you contacted through email one day? Does somebody get your number from top men in the industry? I mean, how are you originally courted to put a deal together? No, I, um, I uh, found a broker. I want, there are people whose jobs, like real estate brokers, that are business brokers. Yeah. And I found a broker whose specialty is internet properties, and he speaks internet, and you need to speak because it's a unique language. And I found a broker, and it was just about a year ago, in February, and um, uh, the, we started the search then, and we had um, 
three good prospects, and actually it came down to two bidders. And what's better than having a buyer? Two bidders. Two buyers. Right. And um, I, I can't mention the other one, but you would recognize it immediately. And uh, it was a tough choice. The money was similar. And uh, I just felt Rupari happens to be here in the Chicago area where I am. The other company was on the West Coast. Um, and uh, it, this just felt like a better match. And, 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 and the challenge of creating barbecue products for grocery stores, the potential for growth, um, uh, really excited me. So I went that way. I followed my gut. So when we're talking, and you just mentioned it, that you know, Internet stuff is a whole different market. We're not selling airplanes or snake oil or shoes or anything like that tangible or a service. You know, internet is a whole different thing. So uh, just in a, in a vague sense, we're not looking for numbers, but how is a, like a selling price or a buying price determined, or perhaps more important, how does the buyer go about putting a value to your website in order to open up negotiation? Um, I was interested to learn that valuation works pretty much the same as it does for buying any other business, a multiple of earnings. So it can be a multiple of gross or a multiple of net, different multiples, of course. Um, you assign a value to goodwill, and then you add in the assets. And I'm just swimming in assets. I got a computer and a camera, and that's about it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and um, uh, they uh, arrived at a number. There was some back and forth about negotiation, but... Um, the guys who, the buyers were pretty savvy. They know what valuations are. And they just said, you know, when I asked for more, they just said, no, there's no more. You can't justify any more. And I said, okay. And I, I, they, they didn't back the Brinks truck up, like you said. But, you know, that's another thing. Uh, I mentioned I'm 65 and I have no children. Um, oh, I forgive me for sounding maudlin, but um, I've seen... Widows um, die lonely and in, let's put it this way, my wife will not have to w want in her old age. Because men die first. And you know why? Yeah, because they can't wait to die. Because they, they want to die before they That's right. <laughs> Get me out and, of here! And, and, uh, and uh, so, you know, shit... My wife will be taken care of. Um, if I ever retire, we have a nest egg. Um, I, I love to travel. I'll be able to take a little vacation now and then. I worked many years without any vacations. So, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I see a couple of guys in the, uh, in the uh, uh, discussion session. Thank you, uh, Blake and others, for the good wishes. Um, AmazingRibs.com will get better, not worse. I promise you that. And uh, I, I'm not going to slow down or quit. Max and Ryan, my chef Ryan and Max, who's the grill tester and the smoker tester, who were both independent contractors, now come to work for the company with 401k, healthcare, all the nine yards. So they, they're, they're doing better than they did before. So it's just, it's a, it's a win, 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 win. All right. Well, uh, congratulations to Meathead Goldwyn for the sell-off and, uh, and and keeping it. It's like the selling, but the keeping. So you're, you're only gaining. Yep. You're not relinquishing anything, or you're not going to be ushered out in six to eight weeks or anything like that. And they, we've set it up so it's a separate division, like a wholly owned subsidiary. I've got total control. So, But what really is important 
Yeah. And what I really want to know from you is, how is Johnny Football's rehab going? I heard he had a slip up on some Rapari ribs. Now he's right <laughs> back onto the. He's right back to drinking beer and whiskey. Will he be out in time to come to my St. Patrick's Day party? Yes, get him out. Drink a lot of green beer with me. Keep him in Chicago for as far as we can. I mean, it's what a nightmare <laughs> the Cleveland Browns have turned into. But you can take him and Josh Gordon, and uh, the pair would be out. It would be better oh, served, dear. and all. Oh, forget about oh, it. All dear. right. So let's talk some barbecue meathead while we have it. Yeah. Um, we have a, a St. Patrick's Day coming up next month, of course. And uh, one of the things or two of the things that you really kind of associate that aside from rivers being dyed green and green beer is pastrami and corned beef for those Reuben sandwiches and so forth. And I know you're uh, a very uh, fond of pastrami and corned beef. So what do we need to know about these things here before we get to the first break? Well, they're both are really interesting historic meats, but uh, uh, corned beef. The word corn has nothing to do with the stuff that grows in a field on ears. Um, corning is a process of, essentially it's like pickling. It's a curing or preserving process where the meat is covered in salt and packed in a barrel or it's soaked in a brine. And and usually there's a special curing salt or pickling salt involved um, called prog powder number one or prog powder, but it's a process of preserving, and it goes way back to the days before refrigeration. And corned beef really is an is an American um, uh, invention. It's actually not so much Irish as it is Jewish. It kind of evolved in Lower Manhattan, where the Jewish butchers were providing meat to um, the Irish immigrants. The Irish had been doing pork loin. That was their bacon, their corned meat. Um, but Jews weren't doing much with pork, so they corned the beef. And it sort of became American Irish corned beef and uh, real popular. It's not hard to make. It's just a, I've got a really good recipe on AmazingRibs.com. And basically, you just need about a week. And that's why I wanted to get this one in this month, not next month. Um, because if you want to do it, you can make your own corned beef. And I think it'll taste a lot better than most of what you get out there. Now, some butchers make it from scratch, and it's good. But a lot of the grocery store corned beef that comes in the plastic bag, yeah. swimming in the brine, has been heavily injected, and it, it it's just not as good as if you do it yourself. It has kind of a gelatinous texture when you cook it. And if you make it yourself, you just mix up this brine with the prog powder number one and if you can't find it in groceries and it's hard to find in groceries you can find it at Cabela's and Bass Pro and places where hunters go because they make sausages and stuff that use this curing salt and you can get it in Amazon and you mix this in and you can't skip the stuff really you can but it, it's not the same and it also gives it that bright pink color saltpeter is not a substitute it was used years ago, but it's not a good substitute. And when you're done, you get really good corned beef. And when you're done, you can just then throw it in a pot with cabbage and potatoes and the carrots and do your classic corned beef and cabbage, New England boiled dinner, they call it, or jigs, they call it. But I'm here to tell you that I am hereby declaring St. Patrick's Day the beginning 
Roland drumming it. The beginning of barbecue season. Wow, what a statement. Now, we need to start a movement, a grassroots movement. All right. Why wait till Memorial Day? Let I mean, a lot of us cook all winter long, right. anyhow. But still, I mean, it's kind of hard if you're in New England right now to get out there and cook. But St. Patrick's Day, get out there and take your, instead of boiling your corned beef, which is akin to boiling your ribs, Ooh. you take the corned beef, you, you, you soak it for overnight or so in water to get some of this excess salt out. Usually when you boil it to make corned beef and cabbage, that gets the excess salt out. But we're going to turn it into corned beef's better brother, pastrami. And pastrami really starts as corned beef, essentially. So we're going to take it, we're going to soak it overnight in water and pull out some of the excess salt. We're going to give it a pastrami rub, a special rub blend that has the characteristic pastrami flavors. And we're going to throw it on a smoker. And it's going to turn into pastrami. Now, I you can just take it right off and start slicing it, but it can be tough that way. And so I've done all the research that I could, and I've, I've this this is this is a a, a, a quest of mine. Um, to me, Katz's Pastrami at Katz's Deli in New York City. They've been there since 1888. They've been smoking brisket, and that's what corned beef is, and that's what pastrami is. You can make it from navel, but it's really kind of sinewy and fatty. This is barbecue. It's cured and then smoked brisket. The only difference between that and what you do at a KCBS competition is it's cured, which is a, a brining process, and the rub is different. But... If you want to do it Katz's way, there's one more step, and that is just before they throw it in the fridge after they're done smoking it, the last step to reheat is they steam it, and oh. that makes it hit the button for succulent, Greg. I, I don't have a button. You don't have the succulent button? No, I just oh. say succulent. Oh, it makes it succulent. <laughs> Tender and juicy and moist. And if you ever go to Katz's, you got to try their pastrami. And if he asks you fatty or lean... You're damned to hell if you say lean. Fat. Get the fat. fat. <laughs> That's good. Get the get the, the fat is the point, and the lean is the flat, and it's good. But the 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 point is the best. And um, once you've done that, so now we're we're doing barbecue on St. Patrick's Day. We're turning boring boiled corned beef into smoked pastrami, and from there, I mean, can you say Rubens? Rubens, I mean, bring them on. Oh, my. Never. Is there a better sandwich? I mean, with good pastrami. The stuff you buy in a lot of grocery stores and deli counters doesn't count. That's not good pastrami. Good pastrami with a little Emmentaler or um, Swiss cheese and maybe some um, uh, uh, sauerkraut. Oh, and, yes. Oh, you know, a classic Reuben usually has some sort of a Thousand Island. It's kind of like the... Mc- the, the 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 McDonald's um yeah the special sauce. sauce yeah it's 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 mayonnaise ketchup and sometimes they throw some pickle relish in there swap out the ketchup for a Kansas City barbecue sauce Ooh. get that suckle buster sweet sauce there yeah and and use a red barbecue sauce a ketchup based barbecue sauce on your on your pastrami sang sandwich rye bread 
mustard, no mayo, and you go straight to heaven. Uh, this is the best St. Patrick's Day dinner ever. All right, Meathead, I'm going to stop you there. We're going to uh, take a quick break, and then we'll uh, recapture our conversation as it relates to all things pastrami and corned beef and St. Patrick's Day and so forth. All right, uh, quickly, let me talk to you about the barbecue competition season. Did you know it's here? That's right. Cook Shack has the smoker and the spices to get you to the winner's circle, ASAFP. Now through February 13th, so just a few days from now, you can save big on all Fast Eddies by Cook Shack, FEC 100 Pellet Smokers, and Fast Eddies award-winning all-purpose rub. Use promo code FEC, that's Frank Echo Charlie FEC Love, to receive free FedEx Priority Freight on the purchase of an FEC 100. That's a saving of up to 200 bucks. That's right, Fast Eddies by Cook Shack, FEC 100, the choice of many teams on the competition circuit. Then the savings continue by 15% off the regular price. But Fast Eddie's all-purpose rub. Use promo code FE15. Order these items online, cookshack.com, or call Cookshack toll-free, 800-423-0698. Did you know Dave Bosca of Butcher Barbecue, Dana Hillis of Big Papa's Country Kitchen, Todd Johns of Plowboys Barbecue competed Using an FEC 100 for years, Dave won the 2012 Barbecue Contest at the World Food Championships in Las Vegas and was featured on the Barbecue Pitmaster Show using the FEC 100. Todd John won the American Royal in 2009 using his FEC 100. Other notable teams using this cooker, Diva Q, Danielle Domofsky, Jiggy Piggy, GQ, Pork Patrol Barbecue, and Jeff Northcutt of Dr. Nordy's Barbecue. Why do these legendary pitmasters prefer the FEC 100? Todd Johns says the FEC 100 is a member of his cooking team. They handle his fire management. He can do a bunch of other stuff that he doesn't have to worry about otherwise. And he can roll into a contest at 6 p.m., prep his meat, and be ready to cook quickly. These FECs put 100% control in your hands so you can concentrate on your flavor profiles and making those turn-in boxes. The FEC 100 features DigiQ Cook Shack IQ5 controller and lets you smoke, cook, hold time, temperature, all that stuff. The heat and flavor source is 100% wood food-grade pellets. Act quickly, take advantage of the free FedEx priority shipping, and use FEC 100, 15% off the Fast Eddie's all-purpose promo rub. Use promo code FEC Love and FE15 to get these great savings. That's FEC Love and FE15. Take advantage of these savings. Again, save up 200 bucks on the shipping. Call one of the sales professionals at Cook Shack right now, 800-423-0698, or order online, cookshack.com. Back with more Meathead right after this. Stick around. Seven seven four four eight zero four three three to get on the air. Now here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, welcome back, Meathead Goldwyn, joining us here on the show. Meathead, there you go. Look at that guy. Handsome yeah, you laugh. know, yeah. I just re- realized yeah. we didn't do any of the pictures I sent you. 
I have them. I, usually, you Shall tell me. Shall we run, run through them real quick? Because they kind of yeah. talk about some of the stuff we we're just talking about. All right, let's there go. she is. Oh my! Well, let That's me ask you something real quick, Mita. You were talking about uh, Reuben sandwiches, and I believe I go to this place uh, just up the road from me called Manhattan Deli. I mean, oh, it, it's all right, but um, it's always corned beef on the Reuben, and well, I don't really see pastrami. That's your standard corned beef. I don't know why they don't put pastrami on it. I think it's it's a natural and it's better. Um, let's go to slide two. All right. Now, if you make your own corned beef, it's just salt and this um, pink salt, um, and and pink salt is um, not to be confused with Himalayan pink salt. Pink salt or Prague powder number one is 94, 94% plain old sodium chloride salt with about 6% sodium nitrite and some anti-caking agents and some red dye. Um, the, uh, you can see when you buy corned beef uh, in the store, there's a little more other stuff in there. Um, the, uh, the pink salt it gives it that bright pink color that you see in hot dogs. It's in bacon. It's in corned beef. Um, and uh, w you can work without it, but it was originally designed as a preservative. It, it, it kills uh, botulism spores and, and botulism. Um, but with refrigeration, that's not such a big deal. Uh, but, you know, there's not a lot of reason. You know, there was this science paper back in the 70s that said nitrites and nitrates cause cancer. And it's been debunked, but nobody knows this. Uh -oh. I write about it on my website. Even the United Nations um, uh, Health Organization has debunked it. I mean, there's more nitri nitrates in spinach than there is in a hot dog. Um, it's all around us. It's in our drinking water. You can stop being afraid of nitrites. Um, like anything, you don't want to eat too many of them. Um, let's go to the next slide, because there's your regular old-fashioned garden variety, all-American corned beef yeah. and cabbage. That just doesn't, it just doesn't look good. You know, I like it. But so it, average I'm telling looking. you, it's better when you smoke it. Yeah. Um, and then the next slide, now we're talking. Oh, yes. That And that's that's not Katz's. That's mine. That's my... That's my uh, um, pastrami from my recipe on my website, and people come there regularly and tell me that it is, they they went to Katz's, bought some, tasted them side by side. And I call it close to Katz's pastrami. They say it's as good or better. I can't imagine oh that it's better because Katz's is the cat's meow. By the way, I maintain that Katz's Deli in yes. on Houston Street, not Houston, Houston in New York, is. America's oldest barbecue restaurant because they've been there since 1888 in the same location, never closed, um, and uh, except for Jewish holidays, um, and uh, continuous uh, operation in the same location since 1888. And pastrami is smoked brisket, yeah. just soaked in a brine and with a different rub. I say that's barbecue. Um, and then and we can probably skip past this. This is just an instructional slide to show people the different cuts of brisket. Uh, probably your audience knows this, but part A is the flat, and that's very lean, very tough. Um, and uh, the, the point, part B, is where a lot of the um, fat is. That's 
the, the point. Um, and then there's this big thick layer uh, C of fat in between. And you can separate them. And when you do, they weigh almost the same. And I've been doing that a lot lately. And I think I've heard that a number of competition cooks are doing it. Separate the two uh, when you cook them and you get more surface area. And they cook a little faster. Okay, st uh, slide, the next slide is um, that's Ooh, the my. crust. Look at that. That is the crust. Of, uh, of 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 my pastrami, um, it, that is a real bark. It's a nice bark you get. Um, and then uh, the next slide is is the weird step in the process, because after you smoke it, you put it in the fridge or something. You, you only have to smoke it up to 155 or so. On the we on my website, I say 190, but Ryan and I just did some experiments. And we couldn't tell the difference between smoking it up to 155 and 190. But what you do then is that you, you steam it before you serve it. And that just makes it melt. All right. So how are you going to steam it? If you don't have some type of, you know, a cat's industrial steamer or something like that, you, you put it in water, you sit it above water, like yeah. double boiler type deal or what? What you're looking at here is a stainless steel pan. with um, It's got a wire rack inside and the meat sits on the rack. And it's covered in foil, and I crimp it pretty good. Now, you can see I didn't do the best job of crimping it. Um, and you just steam it, and I steam it right up to 203, which is the same temp that a lot of competition cooks take their brisket to because that seems to be around the point where um, the connective tissues really melt and it gets rich and succulent. And then uh, um, the next step, that's just... Um, just, you know, a, a, a romantic picture of a good pastrami sandwich. Pile it high and deep. Um, what she said. Yeah. And then finally, if you've got leftovers, oh, my. you can make corned beef hash or pastrami hash. And to do that, it's really simple. You just chop up some uh, potatoes. If you want to throw some carrots in there, you can. Chop up your leftover meats. Um, you make a little mixture of beef broth or water. Chicken broth will work, and some uh, some eggs. You mix that in there, and then you just put it in a hot cast iron pan. You can see this is on my grill on top of grill grates. Yeah. Uh, and then um, uh, toss a couple of eggs on top and corned beef hash. Um, no, that's that's about as good a breakfast as you can cook. Oh, it looks phenomenal. And plus, uh, again, on the grill, you've taken it outside. Oh, you know, I'm going to be doing more and more stuff with cast iron on the grill this year. It just works. I think we talked briefly about it before. We've been doing fried chicken on a ca in a cast iron um, pot on the grill, and it just doesn't smoke up the house. It doesn't spatter all over the place. Um, it's just and, and now I I make cast I, I make fried chicken. Wow. Meathead Goldwyn joining us here on the show. Amazingribs.com is the website if you want to check it out, and obviously a lot of recipes, tips, and tricks and techniques there as well. If you're living under a rock. Um, <laughs> Meathead, as far as, uh, you know, the, the, the pastrami and the corned beef and stuff, I mean, do you have to, is this one of those things where if you uh, grab the Wagyu, it's going to give you that much of a better product or do you want to stay with the, the less expensive cuts of brisket? Because it seems now that meats are getting so fine tuned in particular and you can spend $7 a pound or you can spend $70 a pound. I don't know if you caught the New York 
the Wall Street Journal this last week, I think it was, ran a feature article on how brisket prices have gone through the roof. Oh. And it's our fault, man. It's our fault. It, it, it's your fault, Rempy. It's my fault and all those guys in the chat room. Because uh -oh. we're put. I mean, brisket was, you know, a, a, a crap cut. It was used mostly for pot roast and corned beef. And uh, a few barbecue guys were using it. And now everybody's doing it. In restaurants, you've got all these restaurants. I mean, barbecue restaurants and brew pubs. I mean, in another five years, every neighborhood's going to have one. Um, here in Chicago, the Mariano's grocery chain has at least a dozen stores with Southern Prides in the store. Wow. And it, they make a pretty darn good brisket and rib. Um, and you just walk up and they'll give you a taste of it first. Um, just really delicious food, restaurant grade in the grocery store. So it's becoming neighborhood food now. Don't you think that some of these restaurants uh, take liberties with using the word uh, Kobe or Kobe or whatever you want to say? Oh, well, Kobe yeah. burger yeah, for you, six you know bucks that. and stuff. Well, te te technically, Champagne comes from France. Right. Idaho potatoes come from Idaho. Kobe beef comes from Japan. The That's Kobe all. region of Japan, not a, a Japan. A particular small prefecture of Japan. Right. Um, and um, it's a proprietary brand, and it's a name of a place. And you can bring those cattle into Idaho or New York or wherever you want to grow them, and they'll be Wagyu or Shichazima, or I forget the names of them. But, it, it, I mean, genetically, it's a similar breed, but the feed and the handling and the methods can be different. And uh, here in the U.S., the American Wagyu is often crossbred with Angus. And, I, I mean, I've had some really good um, American Wagyu, but the people who are selling it, a big brand uh, that you and I know, uh, um, and I'm drawing a blank on their name. Snake River Farms? Snake River. They crossbreed it with Angus. Uh, and and the, the product is delicious. I don't care. But how can you call it Kobe? Is it, so then is it more certified Angus beef? Because I know Dave Bosco loves certified Angus beef. Well, I like certified Angus beef. Um, that's a whole other topic about how they certify. I mean, basically, it's just got to be a black hide to be a CAB. But the reality is, is they do inspect the meat. And in theory, it's got to be choice grade or higher. So that's a good sign. I mean, if you're looking for brisket and it's not labeled choice or prime, um, which it often isn't, which is usually a sign that it's not. If you see certified Angus, in theory, it should be choice or higher. So CAB, you pay a little extra for it, but you get some sort of warranty that it's a higher grade of beef. Um, I don't know that, um, you know, when I make pastrami, I grab usually CAB or choice because I just don't normally buy select. It just can be so tough. But I'll bet you could make good um, uh, pastrami out of select, which is still probably pretty cheap. I don't know that I'd spend the money for Wagyu, but a lot of competition chefs do, and they, you know, it makes a difference to them. Meathead, one last question before we go. We have two minutes left. 
how is that book coming? <laughs> Sorry, seem to, seem to have <laughs> you know the book you've been working on for five years, yeah. Stephen Reichlin? Uh, my deadline is April, uh, and I shouldn't be talking to you. I should be writing. Uh, uh, it will get done. Uh, it's taking really good shape. I'm very happy with it. A lot of the content is... Um, uh, I've, I've, I've tried to create a narrative that tells the story of the physics and chemistry of cooking. And as you know, my interest in science is all over the website, and we've had those conversations. And we tried to make that a narrative so that it, it's easier to follow than it is jumping around on web pages. And then a whole bunch of recipes and a lot of new recipes. We've tried to go from uh, checker tablecloth to white tablecloth, if you will. There, I mean, we have a duck pastrami, duck breast pastrami in the oh. book. Really nice. Really good. Um, uh, so there's some fun stuff in the, coming up in the book. Meathead Goldwyn has created AmazingRibs.com. You can go there if you are one of the millions of people that do it every month, you said? Millions of people a month or day? A million uh, and a quarter last month. Wow, million and a quarter. So be one of the million and a quarter that go there if you haven't. Don't forget, there is the Pitmasters Club as well that you can join for uh, about 25 bucks, uh, and it's a, a great investment. Lots of great right. stuff there as well. Uh, Meathead, always appreciate the time. Again, congratulations on the sale, and we'll talk to you again next month. Greg, it's always fun to talk to the uh, rock star of Cleveland Barbecue. Thank you, sir. There he is, Meathead Goldwyn. Joining us on the show, and uh, uh, dare we say, Chicago's newest trillionaire, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Bring the money in, honey. Show me the money. Good for him. Uh, Rapari, if you're looking for an internet-based talk show that uh, deals with barbecue and grilling, I'm your man. Yes, sir. I'll sell out quicker than a whore on some street in Vegas, but I don't know any street. Folks, it's barbecue guru time. That's right. If you are looking for an automatic pit temperature control device, stop here. These are the guys that created it all. If you're a busy working professional like me, and you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands, and you don't have the time to set around and tend those pits... The Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, or a couple slabs of ribs, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. That Guru maintains the temperature you set it at. There's currently a number of different models to choose from. Uh, top of the second hour, I'm going to tell you how you can win a CyberQ Wi-Fi for free. Hence the winning. PartyQ is the easiest point of entry for automatic temperature control devices. $149 for most cookers. Easiest, most versatile deal of the whole pit temperature control niche. Self-contained package. It runs on AA batteries. It can go from this cooker to that cooker and then to another cooker if it wants. And the market for a cooker? Hey, look no further than the Onyx Oven. Onyx Oven has been winning on the competition circuit as well as in backyards for years now. It's fully insulated, holds a ton of meat, accommodates half and full pans for food service, and Works seamlessly with any of the Barbecue Guru automatic temperature control devices, as you know it would. So do yourself a flavor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out all their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. 
they will make sure you are outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Again, the number 800-288-GURU. Or visit the website, thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Again, at the top of the second hour, I'll tell you how you can register to win a free Cybercube Wi-Fi. That is also doing very well on competition circuit and in backyards because of how you are able to monitor. All right, uh, we're back to wrap up the first hour quickly. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, John Dawson weighing in. Wagyu crossbreed with Angus. Does that produce Wangus? Yes, sir! Johnny! Wangus. <laughs> I mean, you know, you think like that, it does. I would never think like that. Also, uh, John weighing in on my proper frenetics of uh, spelling out F-E-C. It's Foxtrot. Echo Charlie, not Frank Echo Charlie. And I am in the aviation business, by the way, so shame on me. You can kiss my Alpha Sierra Sierra, John, and take that to the Bravo Alpha November Kilo. Thank you. All right, uh, thanks to Meathead again for joining me this past hour. Talking some pastrami, corned beef, and so forth, but mostly about the sale of the website. Very interesting. I love getting the insight of business dealings. Uh, we're going to step away real quick, reload for the second hour. Very excited about that. Don't forget we have barbecue swap meet coming up. I'll tell you how to win that CyberQ Wi-Fi over at uh, thebbqguru.com. And a number of other things as well. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? We ate fifty four wieners. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show. 
Second hour, this is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, if you didn't know it. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you here for the second hour. If you missed the first hour, fear not. You can get the podcast coming up at about 11.55 this evening on the iTunes and the regular podcast directory haunts. You can get the video archive at some point tomorrow on the website, also out there cooking channel Roku and the YouTubes. So if you missed some stuff, you can get it there. Don't worry. Everything will be all right. Still to come on the show tonight, Jim Berg from Killer Bee's Barbecue. And week four of the Barbecue Swap Meet. Good stuff coming tonight. You're going to want to pay attention. You're going to want to stick around. There's one specific one that some of you competition cooks might be interested in. And uh, I thought the deal was pretty good, all things considered. So uh, we will go around the Barbecue Swap Meet, kick the tires, and see what we have for everybody. And that will be in about 30 minutes from now, 32 minutes from now. Uh, I did an interview with a show called the uh, the the Sporting Gentleman. This is uh, on Last Word on Sports. Look at this guy, guest thirty three sixty seven, first time live, Greg. Yes. Name yourself. Let's call you out. Let's shout you out on the live stream, man. So there is a, a show called The Sporting Gentleman. It's on the last word on sports. You can Google it. And this was done, uh, this interview was done, it's live. They have a, a, a web show as well. And this was done a week ago Monday. And you know, a lot of it was beginning, beginner's stuff, Um uh, how do you cook this? How do you cook that? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? However, the question of how do you pick a cooker came up, and I think that that is an important one to address every now and again. So let me make it now and again time here on the show. I'm going to go ahead and take it on. Now, your opinion may differ on how I give this advice. So, if you want to weigh in and tell me where I'm right or wrong, please uh, feel free to jump in or send that email, and we'll go ahead and weigh it in together. Barbecue Buck is in the hizzle. Bucky! First of all, my advice starts out this way. Delineate between cookers. Are you, do you, are you looking for a grill, or are you looking for a barbecue pit? Some type of, and again, let's review. Grill, something that you know 90% of the people have in the country. Uh, they fire it up in a liquid propane or charcoal sense, and it's burgers and dogs and steaks and the thinner cuts of meat, stuff like this. Direct heat. You have grill grate, you have direct heat. That's grilling. Typically temperatures, high 300s, getting into the 400s or above. You know, because that's the true sign of a good grill, getting into that 8 to 9 to 1,000 degrees, right? 1,000 degrees is not a temperature. 1,000 degrees. Something along those lines. Infrared style, bottle rocket hot. That's a grill to me. Then you have a smoker or barbecue pit, something that is made specifically to 
do the lower temperature stuff, 200 degrees, 250 degrees, stuff like that. Dave Bosca uses the hickory-flavored gas on his gas grill. Very popular product made by uh, Kingsford, I believe. So a smoker or a barbecue pit, to me, is something that's made to be most efficient at the traditional low and slow temperatures. So between 200 uh, to 275, 300 degrees. I mean, they can, a lot of the pellet grills and, uh, and cookers can certainly raise up to a higher temperature, but they seem to really hit the stride in that slow and low barbecue realm. So figure out which you're going to buy. Maybe you're going to buy both. Fine. You can use the same process for both. So you've picked... I'm going to buy a grill, or I'm going to buy a smoker, or I'm going to buy both. Great. Next one. I call it the 95% versus the 5%. So here's the 95%. What does 95% mean? Well, this is the amount of people that you cook for 95% of the time. Basically, you can redact that down to, in my immediate family, in my immediate household, how many people am I cooking for? Come up with that number. You should be able to come up with that number pretty quick. That's how you're going to be using that grill or barbecue pit most of the time. Now, here's the other variable over here, 5%. Well, what's 5%? Well, maybe you found that you like grilling or you like barbecuing or both. Maybe you're very efficient at both. You're the rock and roll star of the neighborhood when it comes to live fire. And you like to entertain. And maybe you have five people in your family, including you. And that's who you're cooking for 95% of the time. But the other 5% five, five of the time, you're cooking for 20 people or 30 people or 40 people. I mean, who knows what kind of a party animal you are, right? So you don't want to leave yourself short. That's why you have to take into account the 5%. So on the smaller percentage side, when you are throwing down on the weekend or you're going for an all-week bender of tomfoolery, drunkenness, and fat, you have a cooker that can accommodate that. So that's 95 versus 5. Now, perhaps most importantly of all, establish a budget. Establish a budget for a grill. Establish a budget for a barbecue pit. And you're going to have to kind of you know, adhere to that. What kind of disposable income do you have? How much are you willing? How much you want to spend? How much are you willing to spend? So once you have how much do you want to spend, go up to how much you're willing to spend, and then we're going to stay here because that's where you're going to want to stay is what you're willing to spend, not what you want to spend. Those are two different monsters. What you're willing to spend is good. What you want to spend leads to buyer's remorse. and You don't want buyer's remorse, especially when you're buying something in a grill or a smoker. Don't cheap out either. The biggest mistake I see time and time again, I've said it a billion times here on this show, don't go to Lowe's or Home Depot and buy the charbroil or whatever it's called, uh, the thing that looks like a Weber Smoky Mountain, but it's not. It's much shorter. It's fatter and flat. It has no dampers. I don't think it even has an exhaust. It's incredibly hard to maintain temperature. It produces horrifically average 
or below average barbecue. And the next thing you know, that thing's out on the tree lawn or it's in front of the yard acting as a new planter for flowers. No, you've, you've run away. You've done the exact opposite of what this show tries to encourage, which is getting into backyard or competition or whatever, just the industry of barbecue and grilling and becoming passionate about it. That cooker is not going to lead you to passion. That cooker is going to lead you to passion. I want to blow my face off. We don't want that. Keep your face. Same thing goes for the big 250 or whatever it is that the maybe it's not even 250 bucks, but you know what I'm talking about. It kind of looks like an offset. It's at Lowe's. It's like a char griller. You know that one? It worst mistake you can make. Don't buy it. Save your money for another year and buy a Weber Smoky Mountain. You buy that char griller with that offset firebox. That thing is only good for charcoal grilling, maybe. And there's about 50 other charcoal grills that are better than that. It looks cool. Don't fall. It's like uh, seeing a chick with a huge push-up bra and really tight jeans, and when she gets naked, it all falls down. You fell for it. Don't be stupid. Spend your money wisely. You buy that char griller, man, I'm telling you, you're going to hate it. It's going to look really cool. But when you start to use it and you're going through 678 pounds during one rib cook of charcoal, you will heed my advice. So don't cheap out on the big pieces of crap. Buy smaller. Sacrifice size. Size? Sacrifice size for quality. Buy down for better quality overall. And you're going to be happier overall because it's going to perform well. Char Griller is like a manual typewriter, says Cliff Hudson. Cliff, you are right, sir. Matt Boer, $150, you can build your own ugly drum smoker. That's right. Many better options. Those are my three key pieces of advice when you're buying a cooker. If you need more in-depth advice, call me. Shoot me an email. Interact with me on the tweeter. At BBQ Central Show. We'll get it done. Absolutely. All right, folks, uh, let me talk to you quickly about Suckle Busters. Products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA. Introduced first products to me over seven years ago. Won hundreds of industry awards, including two first place, two years in a row at the American Royal Barbecue Sauce Contest. Used by backyarders and competition barbecue cooks across the country. Some of their top-selling products, we just showed them here. The original barbecue sauce, the original, literally hundreds of industry awards. Honey barbecue sauce, I've showed that here a little earlier. Used as a finishing sauce and glaze by competition cooks. Hog Waller, number one seller, perfect on competition pork and ribs. It's a rub. The competition barbecue rub, I showed that. Traditional style, very mild and savory, excellent on beef. Clucker Duster barbecue rub. Sweet Heat Chipotle chicken barbecue rub, yummy. New products for 2015, Wild Fang Wild Game rub, black pepper-based rub. Also awesome on ribs, SPG, premium blend of salt, pepper, garlic. Bam! Habanero barbecue rub, super hot, super sweet, like you. Where can you get more info on Suckle Busters? Glad you asked. Available at over 300 retailers nationwide. Check out your local barbecue shop if you have one. Retail locator on the Suckle Busters website. You can order online at sucklebusters.com. You can also find them on Amazon.com. You can also go to my main website, click on their logo, and be taken to SuckleBusters.com. 
You can call them at 972-393-9509. That's 972-393-9509. You can email them, sales, plural, at sucklebusters.com. You can like their Facebook fan page, which is facebook.com slash sucklebusters. And you can visit their barbecue forum, thetexasbbqforum.com. You can check them out and see why Sucklebusters means busting with flavor, sucklebusters.com. Dan Arnold and the good folks over at Sucklebusters appreciate their support of the show. Patronize them. Check them out. Order some stuff. You're going to be happy that you did. We're back with Jim Berg from Killer Bees Barbecue right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216. 216- Two two zero zero nine six six. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. My first guest in the second hour has been having a very good New Year. This past weekend, he collected a GC at his first contest of the year. Also picked up Georgia Barbecue Series Team of the Year for 2014. He's also a past Sam's Club National Barbecue Series champ. So let's head on over to the hotline and welcome the pitmaster of Killer Bee's Barbecue, Jim Berg, joining us here on the show. Jim, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Greg. How you doing? Doing absolutely fabulous, Jim. Appreciate you uh, joining the show tonight and making time for me. Uh, you know, I guess, you know, first questions first, right? Overall recap of this past weekend when it comes to the contest. You know, some really good teams in the mix at Brasstown Valley this past weekend, to be sure, right? Oh, yeah. There's a lot more than I really expected to be there. So you had the number one team. Over the last two years, you know, Donnie played top first year before. Houston Bruin, uh, Moyers Barbecue, uh, Smoke on This. I mean, there's a lot of top 10, top 20 teams there this past weekend. It was, uh, Smoke Be Silly was there. You know, it was a, it was a great, great contest. Jim, as you look back over the weekend, I guess on a high-level sense, uh, how did the cook go for you guys? And, you know, was there anything out of the ordinary that you had to contend with that you didn't a lot for? Well, not really. I've noticed sometimes in the mountains that uh, big meats take longer to get, get done and the smaller meats get done quicker. I don't know if that happens to everybody, but it has last three or four times we've cooked up in the mountains. But uh, we tasted everything, turned everything. We felt really good about a cook. It was the first time. I'm not gonna say a long time, but it's been two months since we cooked. So, uh, you know, having that confidence behind it, we just felt like I mean the ribs just popped. I mean they really came out. I was really expecting a one eighty in ribs, but one eighty in chicken really surprised us. It was good, but we didn't know if it was one eighty material, but the judges thought so. But you know, we knew our ribs were really good and uh we knew if we landed on the right table, uh we were gonna do very well. Everything turned out pretty well, so uh Anytime my wife likes the brisket when she eats it, we do really well. She doesn't eat brisket every contest, I can tell you that, but she tried it this morning. She says it's good. Jim Berg joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Killer Bees Barbecue, recapping the win at Brasstown Valley this past weekend. 
in Georgia. Uh, Jim, as you mentioned uh, just a couple seconds ago, uh, first category that they call out is uh, chicken. And obviously, uh, as you said, you, you thought chicken was good, but maybe not 180 good. Um, did, did you make any changes at all between last season and, and this season, or are you pretty much sticking with the same program for chicken? Well, uh, you know, we started off last season, we changed uh, smoke responses, went to a deep south. And a lot of people were, you know, saying, why do you want to change? You know, we changed trailers. Uh, we won a sales club two years ago. So I told my wife, well, we got to get rid of that money pretty soon. So she went out and bought a trailer and ate up all but $500 of it. <laughs> so <laughs> you know how that goes. Yeah, right. But we're enjoying the hell out of that trailer. But, you know, we changed trailers. We changed smokers. And you know, we, we had a lot of thirds at the end of the year and fourth. And, you know, we just weren't hitting a grand until uh, July. And what people don't realize is and we did about 10 or 12 contests before July. And if we had placings in chicken between 9th and 13th in any given categories, we would have had five more grands, and we would have made T.O.Y. very interesting. So we just figured out that was our eighth grand in the last seven months, and we took off two months. So we've, uh, we're hitting our stride, I believe. So you get the 180 in chicken. Obviously, that's kind of a real good momentum boost as you start getting those results in. Uh, you follow that up with a first in ribs as well. So winning the first two categories, I mean, you got to be feeling really good about the cook and uh, how things are going so far, right? Yeah, and it was kind of funny because you know we're going we're head to head with Smoky Silly on this and a couple other teams, and you know the teams we're head to head with, none of us got a call of pork. We're like, holy crap! I hope I'm eleven. You know, this is one of those things. How far bad? How bad was my pork? <laughs> so, um, I mean, and that's the question, right? So, I mean, you, you you get first in chicken, perfect chicken. You get a first in ribs, a very high score there, one seventy seven and change. And then when you don't get your name called for pork, and as you said, you wonder how bad you tank. You get nineteenth in pork. You get third overall in brisket. I mean, so just those three alone, you're having a super cook. You'd take it every weekend, I'm sure. H- how do you attribute? The nineteenth in pork. I mean, what the hell, right? <laughs> Judging, I don't know. I had a. I was telling Dan, you know, I, I tried not to overanalyze each cook, but I was analyzing that. And I said, you know, the one really nice money muffle I have got had got done a little early, and I keep my uh, chicken in the camber where it stays cool, and I didn't want to put my my money muffle in there, so I, I kind of held it out and. I think what happened was it, it got mixed up with some of the other ones that stayed hot longer, and I might have used it and it wasn't to the right temperature and it might have tightened up. Uh, a couple other teams were told me I talked to Robert Smokey Silly and uh, Alan from under the radar, and we were both talking about, you know, the, the money muscles really tightened up. I don't know if it's cold up there. The, you know how sometimes real thin air starts messing with some meat or whatever. Yep. Uh, but, you know, everybody said that they're, they're, Money most have tightened up a little bit more than what they want them to, and yeah, we can attribute it to that. Uh, you know, it was uh, like I said, we had a strong cook. I mean, the pork—I felt like the pork was top ten. It wasn't top five, but you know, you, you kind of get used to where you're at. And uh, you know, we were discussing it today. We actually went to a food show in Charleston, and we we're talking about, well, how can we do pork this and that? So actually, look at the last four or five contests. We've done very well in pork. So I said, I just, you know. Pork was in the freezer a little longer than one of the two, and it could have been partly that. So I'm thinking about going down to a Apopka this weekend, but I don't know. We got our class in two weeks. You know, we, this weekend is our second class. 
uh, for us, we've got a lot of really good teams going to be there, and uh, we've got about 35 people right now in it. So uh, it's going to be a good class. We're going we're gonna to tell everything that we know. And we've got a new chicken recipe, like I said. Probably around July, we changed our chicken recipe a little bit, tweaked it a little bit, glaze, and it really came on strong at the end of the year. So we're uh, we're one of those teams, you know, if you if you have a category that you're struggling in, which chicken's always been our Achilles heel, and we have several teams that come up and say, well, if we get a call in chicken, we're in the hunt. So we got a 180 in chicken. I told Jan, I said, if we don't win this, something's wrong. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, uh do you only turn in money muscle in the uh, in the pork category? Do you turn in some other stuff too? Now we turn in some other stuff. Money muscle is really the big. It's to really make or break you, I believe. Uh, when it comes to that, I mean, yeah, if you turn in pulled or the chunk, you know, they need to be moist. But I think the money muscle the judges really. Uh, we've had several judges cook with us uh, to get the masters. We had a lot of all the judges we've had cook with us have been great. The teams want to help out. I'll tell you, man, there's some great judges out there cook with you. And two or three of them, I think three different sets we had, we had one grand with them. So that was even more exciting. A couple of them we had reserve brands with them. That was even more exciting for them. Um, but, you know, they really, really analyzed that money muscle more than the other. And uh, how it falls apart, the moisture content in it. And I think they really, really take their time with that as opposed to, you know, the fold and the chunks. So... I believe probably seventy five percent of your pork is going to be your money muscle. Sure is. Jim, you had uh, or we had mentioned a little bit earlier uh, too for that last meat category brisket, you get third overall there. So once you have that call, I mean, you're obviously kind of a little bit in the dark on where the pork is at. But given a perfect score in chicken, you win the ribs and your third in brisket. Do you think you pretty much got that one locked up at this point? Yeah, uh, my sponsor Randall sitting over there and a buddy of mine, uh, Waylon, uh, good, good friend of mine that cooks. Uh, they were sitting over in the corner just, you know, being there and looking back over and they were pointing at me again. So, uh, you know, we did a contest early in the year. Uh, a team had four calls. We had two calls. And uh, we ended up sneaking up and taking the grand from him by a point and a half. And uh, he still hadn't gotten over that yet. I'm not going to mention any names, but he was, uh, he was a good friend of ours. He's actually going to be in the class. But, uh so you never know is what I'm getting at. You never know how it's going to end up. And uh, when you got that many really good teams, it, it's hard to tell where you're going to fish. So we, we're just blessed. To, you know, the good Lord was looking over on our side. We did go to Cook's Church, so we were blessed there. So I felt like they had a little something to do, do with it. Definitely didn't hurt. But, uh, you know, it, uh, I just think all the stars aligned. And... Uh, you know, we went out there for the uh, GBC banquet also uh, for taking that out as you saw the results of that. So going out of Brasstown Valley, given the field that you kind of just mentioned and everything kind of aligning, as you said, I mean, it's got to feel pretty good this early in the year to be able to, to walk out on top of that field, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I always tell people, you know, quit cooking against the other teams and cook against yourself. Don't worry about anybody. You know, we started doing that about three years ago. You know, when you first get into sport, you see all these people you see on TV, and it's kind of a shock and all. You know, I'm actually talking to them and stuff, and, you know, I'm kind of giving you some little pointers along the way. Uh, and then when you get up there and you start, you know, rubbing elbows with them. My first grand was three and a half, four years ago, almost four years ago. 
It was in Greer, South Carolina, a good little contest. First year they had it. Hukos pulling in that last minute. Tuffy. <laughs> and, you know, there was, you know, there was Midnight Burn. There was Wayland's Weekly Good Q. There was uh, Picking Porkers. Uh, you know, uh, Rob Marion was there. There was, there were several good, decent, really good teams there. And he comes pulling in and everybody's like, well, you know, he's probably got this one locked up. He parked next to me, and I knew Tuffy. And uh, so anyway, I cooked against him, and uh, I beat him by, I took that one myself, beat him by like two points. And uh, he found out it was my first grand, and he was really legitimately more happy to be there when I won my first grand. I mean, he hugged me, I mean, everything. I mean, he went as low enough, he just come, kept coming over to graduate me and stuff. I mean, he's a true class act. But, uh, you know, and that was the first first time I saw it. Time for me to cook against myself instead of worrying about who else was there. Jim so, Jim Berg know, from Jim Berg from Killer Bees Barbecue joining me here on the show. Uh, Jim, you'd mentioned it just a couple minutes ago, but uh, you were also uh, doing the uh, the Georgia Barbecue Team of the Year 2014. You know, it's a nice banquet, uh, nice awards, all that good stuff. What does that title mean? To you in the in the realm of the barbecue career, you know, being uh, you know four years in or so. Well, you know, the first year we went up and didn't see Bubba win it, and he won it three years in a row. Uh, to be there at that banquet, it was just uh, I don't know, you know, we were just starting out a new team. It was just an honor to even be at the banquet, much less to see all that stuff go on. And you know, me and my wife looked at one another, you know, one day we're going to be there, you know. And uh, like I said, we've. Uh, we stuck to guns. We stuck to a flavor profile. I really don't change anything, Greg. I mean, I, I'm a stickler about, you know, if it ain't broke, I'm not going to fix it. And uh, you know, we've always been really, really strong in ribs. I took uh, two winters ago, I just took, I just took 80 racks in about two or three months off. And I probe every every piece of meat that I cook. So I went more for internal temperature instead of time and the looks and the feel. And when I started doing that, the uh, especially the ribs came around, and uh, they're more consistent. You know, uh, have to find some good ribs, which is tough. I've got a really good supplier of them now, and uh, you know, so it's it's, it's all about consistency. Well, we've got more 700 pins than we do 180, and that's easily unheard of. But that's what we've got. We go for consistency. Jim, in regards to cooking classes, um, we'll talk about yours here in a second, but I, I just wanted your take on it. You know, um, you have one coming up in February, and, and actually I think you, from what I was understanding on your Facebook page, you've actually opened up a couple more seats than you originally planned, and there seems to be a faction of folks out there who think that classes are proliferating at an incredible rate, and the folks giving them some of them aren't established and they're kind of doing it for this cash grab. You know, as a team like yourself who has been doing it for four years now and you've seen consistent success, you've won some pretty big titles, uh, do you have a, a view on the topic of cooking classes as a whole? How do you see them? Well, the way I look at a cooking class, I looked at one, I, I took one. And at the time, I looked for. Well, actually, the guy who I took it from actually helped me at a contest, and then I, he gave me his number, and I called him, and he actually helped me even more, and he said, well, you pretty much got all the notes from the class. All you need to do is just show up. And I promised him if he had a class on this side of Mississippi, I'd, I'd take it. And that February, he had one, so I drove to Louisiana to uh, take his class. But uh, he's been a very 
huge instrumental help to me. And, uh, you know, but the one thing you really want to look for, you want to look for somebody who's consistent. Somebody's been doing it more than two or three years and consistently winning year after year after year after year. You know, not just have one band a year and then quit. So right now there's a couple, there's, you know, there's a few really good ones out there. Uh, you know, Donnie and, you know, Rub and, of course, Rod and Johnny and, you know, all the pride and, you know, all the ones that's really uh, showed that they can stand the test of time, Byron, you know. But you need to pick the one that, that suits you the best. You know, what people don't realize is we've been the number one gravity-fed cooker, cook, in case of in the world the last two years. Nobody's beaten us on, on gravity studs. So if you're cooking low and slow or that type of thing, you know, we can work fire management from green eggs because I've cooked on them for a year. All across the board, I've had stick burners, uh, you know, the, uh, the water pan cookers, everything. We can cover everything in my class because we've cooked on them all. Donnie does something very similar. He, he's an excellent pit master, and he's tough to beat no matter where he goes. And he's got an excellent school at it, too. You really, really want to put your money kind of where the teacher's mouth is. You know, what do you have to back that up? You know, you're going to pay $300 running off for me, so you're going to pay $700 to take somebody who's proven winner. That's a no-brainer to me because $700 is not what it costs you to do a contest. It's an investment. It's not a one-time shot, you know. So, like, do what I did. I did do a contest, and I saved the money goes to class, and it's paid off, I think, a hundredfold by now. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a big thing to look at. Just just do your research on it and, you know, uh, make a, a real good long-term decision. Jim, as I mentioned, you have a cooking class you're going to be hosting coming up a little over a week's time. Can you tell us a little bit about how you kind of conduct the class and what somebody might expect if they're going to attend? Well, you know, we, we, we put it in the competition format. You know, I, I usually like to do my injections and rubs a little bit before 12, but uh, you know, we're going to start class at, at noon on Friday. Uh, we're going to go through all the meat selections, the trimmings. We're going to get the big meats injected as quick as possible because you know that's what I usually do when I go to a contest. This could be my competition uh, guidelines, my recipes. I mean, it's the whole nine yards. I mean, I'm throwing that out there to them. I've, some of my students from the last class, they've got 180s, they've won grands. I mean, they they've done very well. And when me and my wife started thinking about this, well, how are we going to feel if we get beat by one of them? So early in the year, we got beat by two or three of them, and we were just like ecstatic for them. It was their first grand. I mean, I remember how I felt. I mean, we were, we were probably almost happy for them as they were. I mean, it's really, really good to see your students do very well. Uh, but, you know, we uh, I don't have a set uh, outline of exactly what I do when. I do it, like I said, when I get to a contest, it's naturally what I do in these different stages. And we go over every little detail. We answer questions. We have breaks. You know, we uh, Randall Bowman's going to be there with a bunch of deep south smokers. If people got questions about that, trying to get uh, Mike Schwartz will up to come down and talk about charcoal. You know, if anybody's got any questions on that. We've got the master judge going to be there. Uh, give his take on the food that we're going to be, you know, pretty much presenting him for the judges. So we do all the boxes. I mean, everything real time. Boom, right in front of the class. So nothing's held back because uh, they noticed everything that's in my trailer is what could be in a goodie bag. And, uh, and I want them to do well. 
of the day. That shows really the measure of the true pit master, how well his students do. Uh, what kind of a cost is associated with the class, Jim? Well, it's $700 uh, for the class. Uh, we donate up. There's going to be some, uh, you know, might be some libations floating around there with a the, with the little bud name on them. And uh, we're going to do a low country bowl on Friday night. And then uh, Saturday morning, uh, my wife, Fran Jan, is going to be doing a, a full breakfast, uh, scrambled eggs, tomato gravy. I don't know if you ever had that. But it's awesome. Uh, biscuits and sausage gravy and, you know, the whole nine yards, bacon. And, uh, but it's going to be really good to get people, you know, full and they'll be ready to learn some stuff on Saturday morning. So it goes pretty quick and we do the case of guest timelines, turn-ins and everything. I mean, the whole nine yards, what we go through, we want to show how if you rehearse what you're doing, uh, I think we just competed in the 110th competition, uh, this past weekend, but it's all starts to get all repetitious time-wise, you know, cooking low and slow. We've got a little bit of, uh, lead way in there, you know, we're not really pushed, but, you know, we're pretty adamant about doing certain things at certain times, so we do have a little excess room in there if something doesn't go exactly right. So, you have to adapt to those situations. Jim Berg joining me here on the show, Killer Bees Barbecue Pitmaster. Uh, Jim, last question before I let you go, and uh, certainly appreciate the time tonight. Biggest thing that you have changed since you've started in the competition barbecue world, or uh, perhaps a better question would be one thing that you used to do that you were like, man, I can't believe I used to do that. <laughs> I used to cook on a stick burner. I couldn't believe I did that. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> there's quite a few things, you know, when you, you know, when you first start off, you know, you're kind of green, but, you know, I highly suggest not, not from the bottom of my heart that, you know, do a couple then decide on your class and take a really good, class, you're going to get your money's worth out of that. Um, you know, some of the people that are out there, you know, some aren't really proven, so they're going to cut their rate a little bit or whatever. Uh, the good teams, don't get me wrong, but, you know, you need teams that can win in different states, you know, uh, multiple grands each year. And, you know, uh, you really, really need to do that. And you got to tweak the recipes to what you like or what judges in your area like. So, you know, even though I took this guy's class, you know, I tweaked it enough. I'm probably using maybe 50% of what he taught me. But then you got to kind of uh, metamorphosize into what fits for you on your smoker and everything. So I guess uh, the big thing is what you cook on. And what I cook on now, I love it. It's really a smoker for dumbasses. And, uh, I mean, you can just literally set it and forget it. Jim Berg is the pit master of Killer Bees Barbecue, fresh off a win at the Brasstown Valley, Georgia competition. Jim, appreciate the time tonight, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Let's do it again soon. Thank you. And I want to, would like to say uh, thanks to a couple of my sponsors, WikiQ, Butcher Barbecue, Trust Your Butcher, TheBarbecueSuperstore.com, and uh, The Barbecue Guru. Also, Granny Sauce. Get this on. All right, Jim. Appreciate you coming on tonight, buddy. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for having me. And, yeah. Uh, you have a good one. I'm, I'm hoping I'll be talking to you in a few months again. All right. We'll do it. There he is. Thanks, Greg. Jim Berg, ladies and gentlemen, from Killer Bees Barbecue. And uh, he has a Facebook page, a personal page to Jim Berg. And uh, Killer Bees does have a page as well. Uh, barbecue swap meet coming up. 
in just a few minutes. Public service announcement from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Oh my God, you've waited too long, or have you? Valentine's Day is Saturday. You've procrastinated. You've done it. Don't lie. You know you've done it. Steve DeFranco wants to help you out of a jam that you have done to yourself. Call him right now. 800. Sorry. 440-943-2700. Take this number down. Call him tomorrow at 10. 440-943-2700. Or, in the meantime, visit his website, stephendefranco.com, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, stephendefranco.com, and start perusing some of the inventory that he has. So when you call him tomorrow and say, hey, Steve, it's Wednesday, it's hump day, if I don't get down, it's going to be no hump day for me come Saturday. What can we do? He's going to ask you, well, did you look through the website or what did you have in mind? He'll give you some suggestions. You know, he's going to ask a lot of questions, right? He wants to make sure that you're not doing anything crazy that you are spending or staying within budget. He's not going to try and upsell you. He's not going to try and take all your big money and ask you and try and convince you to do stuff that you don't feel comfortable with. And Steve wants to make the business now, but he wants you to come back. I'm looking at stuff for my wife right now. Stuff is spectacular. He's asked me questions. We've set up budget boundaries, all this good stuff. That's why I continue to keep going back to Stephen DeFranco because he has my best interests at heart. I know that he's going to stand behind the products that he sells, services there. He's got a team that can put together something from scratch and design, if you want, for crying out loud. So, again, call him, 440-943-2700. That's 440 440- Nine four three two seven zero zero. Ask for Steve. If he doesn't answer the phone, tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister, and he'll give you the real discounted price on the stuff that you see on the website. A lot of these people don't allow him to show the real discounted price on the website because it's a manufacturer's rule. Don't fall for that. You call him. Visit the website, stephendefranco.com. All right, barbecue swap meet getting ready to open up right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go? All right, we are back. 216-220. 0966 Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. If you are interested in jumping in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. We are getting ready to open up 
the barbecue swap meet. Once again, the uh, barbecue swap meet. Fairly simple to grasp. If you have something you want to sell, call me. Call me right now. 216-220-0966. Describe it in Describe it in detail. Give me an asking price that you want to sell it at. On the other side of the coin, if you're looking for something to buy, unique item, one-off stuff, what have you, call me. Shoot me an email. Get in the chat room. Put it on the Facebooks. Hit me up on the Twitter at BBQ Central Show. Give me a follow. I'm dynamic. Tell me what you're looking for. Tell me about how much you think you'd pay for it. And then if we get some stuff in, bang, we're off and running. All right, here we go. We're going to open up the barbecue swap meet week four, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! Made a lot of great deals over the last few weeks. So, let's see what week four has in store. Uh, John Dawson weighing in on Char Griller, the Lindsay Lohan of cookers. It doesn't look, it doesn't look all that great at a distance, and you would discover that it's a complete train wreck up close. Yeah, wow. You're gonna you're gonna bust my nuts about missing Foxtrot in your spelling, sir. Leave something to be desired. All right, first item here on the barbecue swap meet for sale. For anyone looking to get, this is uh, coming from Greg Hasty. For anyone looking to get started and or interested in competition cooking classes, I have for sale the complete four DVD set of the Cosmos Q competition barbecue class. This set covers all four meats for KCBS, chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket. Please understand, I am selling the original DVDs in the original cases. These are not illegal reproductions. We noted. The DVD set sells for $375 currently, and Greg is asking for $225. That includes free shipping. These are very good quality. I picked up some really cool tips for each meat that I haven't read in the books that he's read before. So they were very much worth it to me as he got started in competition. Again, this is the four DVD, a complete set. The Cosmos Q Competition Barbecue Class covering all four KCBS meats, chicken ribs, pork, and brisket. They originally sell for $375. He is selling these four DVDs for $225, and that will include shipping. If you are interested in that, shoot me an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, and I will put you in touch with Greg Hasty. You guys can make a deal, and boom, you're off running. Right, let me go ahead and get to my Facebook page because there was another post. Where are we here? Come on. Come on, Internet. Facebook taking forever to load. 
Matt Damon professing his love for this song. Of course, Matt, it's great. Oh, come on. Piece of crap. The official in the pit barbecue show after party. They look like Elsers and pink stuff. What's the pink stuff? What's the pink stuff, boys? Here we go. All right. Oh, where did he post? Let's see. Likes your post. Likes your post. Likes your post. Okay, here we go. Uh, Matt Hansen has an extra cooking chamber barrel for a Traeger Liltex Elite. It is brand new. He is asking $200. Matt Hansen. Again, this is a extra cooking chamber barrel for a Traeger Liltex Liltex Elite. Brand new $200. All right. Does anybody have a Traeger Lil Tex? I don't. Felipe Hernandez likes the show. Uh, I just saw something else here. Matt, did you... Uh, Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, Matt Boer. Still looking for a cheap pit controller. What was your price again, Matt? 20 bucks? 30 bucks? Something like that? Maybe it depends on condition, right? You don't want to. You want to cheap out for the good stuff, right? Oh, you don't want to cheap out for the good stuff. Also. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. I had another one. Here it is. Uh, this is from Jason Whitcomb. Jason is selling for Weber Smoky Mountain, Weber Kettle, and Ugly Drum Smokers. Uh, these are hinges that you can mount on your Weber Smoky Mountain, your Weber Kettle, or your Ugly Drum Smoker. So if you've been looking for a hinge, so instead of just lifting up the top, uh, I'm guessing you can now just you know, tip it back. It's a hinge, right? You can let me know. I'll put you in touch with one Jason Whitcomb, and you guys can hash out a deal. Again, these will fit on Weber Smoky Mountains, Weber Kettles, and Ugly Drum Smokers. Who doesn't like hinges on their cookers? I like hinges. All right, that's it. So that's your barbecue swap meat. Hinges from Jason Whitcomb. Matt Boer looking for a cheap pit controller. Matt Hansen selling a cooking barrel, an extra cooking barrel chamber for the Traeger Liltex, 200 bucks. And last but not least... 
the uh, complete four DVD set of the Cosmos Q Competition Barbecue Cooking Class. Again, it's four meats for KCBS, chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket. Again, these are not illegal reproductions. These are the original DVDs in the original DVD cases. Selling now, new at $375. Greg will sell them. Greg Hasey will sell them to you for $225, including shipping. So let me know on any of that, and we will get it rocking and rolling. All right. That will bring, unless anybody else has anything that they want to bring to the table, uh, 216-220-0966, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. If you're uh, interested, we go back to the emails here real quick, make sure I haven't missed anything. Uh, here's Katie. I'm a novice griller looking for a gas grill for my new apartment in Columbus, Ohio. Nothing fancy is $250, a reasonable asking price. Well, sure it is. You're allowed to ask whatever you want. If you live in the Columbus area or around and you have a gas grill, Katie might be looking to buy it for $250. If you're interested in selling your grill to Katie, let me know. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Please send pictures. We're not buying pieces of crap. Look at that. That's good news that I'm not going to share with anybody. Yes, very good news there. Wonderful. All right. uh, Anybody else? We good? I have not seen the hinges. They're that good? All right. Well, here's the thing. Do you have to drill into the Weber Smoky Mountain? I have two Weber Smoky Mountains. But I've always been uh, a little bit... I have an aversion to drilling into shit. Because I break it. So, you have to drill into it. I'm a little concerned. Nevertheless. All right, uh, that's going to... Yeah, Matt, go ahead. Cool grilling, like running. Yes, you have to drill. Oh, God. Well, maybe I could use it on the Weber Smoky Mountain I don't like better than the other one, and that way if I screw it up, I can toss it out. Does it require one of those unibits? I don't have a unibit. I barely have a drill. I'm not very handy, okay? That's what I'm saying. All right, that's going to bring week four of the barbecue swap meet to a close. If you're interested in any of the items tonight, shoot me an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, or make a post on my Facebook page, greg.rempe, greg.rempe. I will uh, put you in touch with those interested parties this evening. All right, uh, we will uh, step away real quick, and we'll be uh, right back. But first, let me talk to you about my good friend Dave Bosca over at Butcher Barbecue. Look, folks, if you're looking to step up the barbecue and grilling game, no easier, quicker, faster, efficient way to do it than by visiting Butcher Barbecue's website. So, look, we all know that Butcher's is famous for the injection pork, the beef, the prime injection, the bird booster, the new pork injection, that pit flavor. Love it. All these injections are available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Now, 
maybe you have fallen victim to going somewhere else for your commercial injections. And you've noticed the scores tumble. The high fives aren't coming as frivolously from the neighbors as they once were. The ass slaps from the hot chicks in the neighborhood have evaporated altogether. Something's wrong. Yeah, it's your commercial injection switched from Butcher's Barbecue. You are now not reaping any rewards. Go to Butcher Barbecue. It's top. Just be a little thing. It says trade-in link. Trade-in link. Click it. Instead of throwing out the old commercial injection that you bought when you know you shouldn't have, and now the wife is pissed. Pissed. Uh-oh. Bless you. Because you wasted money, you could have spent on her taking her out a night on the town. No, you spent it on that crappy injection. What's to do? Again, go to Butcher Barbecue, click on the trade-in link, print off the label, send what you have remaining to Dave, tell him you'd like to have the prime injection or the beef injection or the pork injection or the bird boost, whatever. Tell him that's what you want and replacement. He'll weigh it. All his ways are final. Then he'll send you back the same amount in his product. Nobody else is doing that in the industry. Nobody else is trying to make their customers happy as much as Dave. Nobody else is trying to make his competition's customers as happy as Dave is trying to do right now. You can do it at ButcherBBQ.com. You got the rubs. You got the sauces there as well. The sweet barbecue sauce. I love it. I'm always sweet barbecue sauce ready, but I can't make my own. There's only a few select that I really like. And Dave's sauce is certainly one of them. Buy six. They're going to go fast. Don't worry about breaking the bank on shipping either. Items totaling up to 55 bucks ship at $8.55. At $55 and $200, it ships $9.75. Anything over $200, so $200 and a penny ship for free. Moral of the story, go to ButcherBBQ.com, get $200-plus worth of stuff, and save on the shipping. You're going to buy enough injection. You're going to buy enough sauce. You're going to buy enough of all this stuff. Get the 200-plus. Get the free shipping. Live it, love it, learn it. Visit ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com and stock up right now. Always trust your butcher. All right, we're back to wrap up the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. In the chat room, guest 3367. Heard the butcher honey barbecue rub is nice. Nice doesn't cut it. Phenomenal. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Look, guest 3367. When you sell rub in five-pound bags, shit is tight. Yeah. When you're making it in five-pound bags, you've done something right. I buy honey rub. I buy honey rub in the five-pound bag because it is part... I'm wearing the uh, West Coast Offense sweatshirt, but anybody that knows me knows that uh, my flavor profile is something I have nicknamed the North Coast Offense, and it is winning in my backyard right now. 
Ain't nobody got time for that. Shut up, sweet brown. Honey rub on pork, along with sweet money rub from Big Papa Smokers. It's my North Coast offense, and I love it. Especially on the pork. That's my North Coast offense on the pork. The ribs, the pork butt. It's 50-50 butchers, honey rub, and Big Papa Smokers sweet money rub. Doesn't get any better than that. All right, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this bad boy up all the way back in the first hour. All the way. We talked with Meathead Goldwyn. Meathead riding a wave of success, selling his website for billions of dollars, purchasing a Gulfstream G550, operating at $25,000 an hour. Ferraris, limousines, and townhouses all over the place in lower Chicago area. Watch out. He's a mogul now. Then we talked with Jim Berg in the second hour. Talked about his win in the Brasstown Valley Georgia event. He is your 2014 Georgia Barbecue State Champion. And then we did a little barbecue swap meet. Yeah, we did that. If you heard something on barbecue swap meet this week that you like... Feel free to give me a shout on the email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. You're wondering what those hinges look like, by the way. This is a hinge on a Weber Smoky Mountain. You can see that there's a screw there and a screw there and a screw there. A lot of screwing going on. I don't know whether I'm looking at a hinge or some type of porn. Am I looking at porn? Thank you for that picture, Jason. Kinger! If you have raw cast iron, do me a favor. Treat it right. After you cook on it, hit it with a grill brush as it starts to cool back down. Hit it with a little Pam, a little Crisco. Let it burn back in. Give you generations of rust-free service. Also, September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now.